Hello there, and welcome to the BU Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Brown, and our mission here at BU is to help the world become a happier place, one person at a time, to leave you informed and inspired after each episode, and to remind you that you're never alone. Hope you are feeling good out there. I'm not going to lie, I'm feeling amazing today, um, mainly because I had a visit from my niece. Just before recording this episode, my brother and his wife, Alex, came along, and my niece and nephew came along as well, and I got a chance to have a little cuddle with my new niece, which was amazing. She's still got the baby smell. She's so cute. And yeah, it was just really nice to spend some time with them. So big up to my brother, big up to Alex, big up to Leo, and big up to Maya as well. And let's get into what I wanted to speak about today. So in this episode, I wanted to talk about something that I've been reflecting on recently. And as you know, I've mentioned before, I've been trying to get more into my health recently, and it's brought up some topics that are related to that realm of health. And one popular thing, yeah, a popular, not complaint, but a popular issue that I hear people talking about that I thought would be A thing I hear people talking a lot about that they sometimes struggle with is building consistency. And I think consistency is one of those things where we recognize how important it is when we're looking to, you know, create an action of some kind. Now, look, of course, there's a place for inspiration. There's a place for, you know, needs to be in the right place to do things. That's all true. But at the end of the day, if we want to build something substantial, chances are we're going to have to go to it and put some effort towards it on a regular basis. And that's what consistency is. And so how do we develop that consistency? How do we keep it going? And so if consistency is something that you're interested in and you want my one or two sort of top tips that I've seen have worked for me and people that I've worked with and people that I've studied as well, then this episode is going to be right up your street and it's going to support you massively in doing that. So one of the number one things I've noticed is this, and I'm going to sum it up in a phrase. Now, I don't think I came up with this phrase. I've heard this phrase before, and it might have been Eric Thomas, the motivational speaker who said it. And what he says is this, small steps, great distances, small steps, great distances. And this has served me so much when I've been looking to establish habits and build things. And what I've noticed is when I've embraced the philosophy of small steps, great distances, well, then the things that I've gone on to try and do consistently, consistency, consistently, <laughs> I've worked out great. And when I've tried to go the other way of like, you know, all or nothing, going full pelt, pedal to the metal all the time, I've crashed and burned and it's not been sustainable. And so for me, small steps, great distances, sounds like a throwaway phrase, but it actually reveals a lot about how we can build some highly effective habits, routines, bring a new behavior in, bring a new action into our lives, and then sustain it, look after it so that it becomes established. And so let's get into it then. So one of the questions that I always ask myself when it comes to these things, especially something that I'm looking to put in long-term, I ask myself a simple question around it. And I asked myself this question around my training and exercise, and it really helped me to figure out a plan of action that was going to, you know, that was going to stick. And so far it has, you know, a few months I've been training the way I've been training out and it's stuck really well. Um, and the question is simply this, is this action something that I can repeat every day? I'm going to repeat the question again. Is this action something that I can repeat every single day? Now, the reason 
that that question is worth asking is because what it makes us do is it makes us honor the fact that consistency matters when you're talking about building a habit. And it makes us realize that some of the things that we've come up in our head, the actions might be a little bit too big to be sustainable. And the problem with something sustainable is if we can't keep it going, we tend to drop it and lose it. Whereas if it's something that we know we can do every day, it's something that's small. It's something that gives us that quick hit of like, I've done it. I've ticked that off. I've achieved that. And then on to the next day, there's something about creating that momentum that over time starts to pay much bigger rewards because we stuck at it for a sustainable period of time and a long period of time. And so I asked myself that question, is this action something I can repeat every day? If the answer is yes, no matter what the action is, I know that it's going to be good for building habits and consistency. If the answer is no, I know that it's going to be more difficult for consistency and good habits. Impossible? No. But more difficult? Absolutely. And I do find that sometimes we make life more difficult for ourselves than it needs to be in this area. And I think a lot of it is because we want, it's like a knee-jerk reaction to not doing that thing in the past that we feel like we need to do it in this big, huge way in order to make it work. And here's the disclaimer here. If that approach works for you, if I'm going all in, smashing it, forget what I used to do before, I'm doing, take a big, huge action every day or whenever to make it work and it works for you, then disregard everything I'm saying here because I'm talking about what works for me. And the whole point and premise of this podcast is not to tell you what to do. It's not to say that I'm necessarily right. What I'm sharing is what's worked for me as a launch pad for you to then go and discover what works for you. For some of you, what's going to work for you is going to be what I'm describing here. For some of you, what may work for you may be the opposite of what I'm describing here. Regardless of which way it is, listening to the episode is still beneficial because you either recognize that's for me and you try and implement it, or you recognize that isn't for me and you look for something that is if this area of life is important to you. And so I just wanted to preface that because what we don't want to do is just copy somebody else's approach because they said that's how they do it, expecting to get the same results. We need to take a little bit more ownership about how things are going for us. So we need to try something, obviously, try it, whatever, but then be, have a look at the results, have a look at the outcomes, have a look at how you feel. Is it working? Am I happy doing it in this way? And if you find something that works for you, then go for it. But if you're finding that what you're trying is you're only trying it because somebody else said it or an expert said it or next man on YouTube said it, and that's the only reason you're trying it and it ain't working, then drop it and find something that does. Because at the end of the day, nobody has got our answer. All of this is just, it's an invitation for you to explore yourself, to find your right answer in relation to building habits and taking action on a consistent, regular basis. And if it happens to be the same as mine, great. But if it doesn't, it's no skin off my nose. All I want for everybody who's listening to this is to find their way, to find their answer to this particular aspect of life and then to run and fly and flourish with that. And so, off my soapbox now. <laughs> let's um, briefly, let me give you a few examples of what I mean by what I've said here about if I can repeat every day, it's probably good for habits and consistency. So quite a few years back, I set myself a stupid challenge. I can't even remember why I decided to do this challenge, but I did. And the challenge was this. I 
decided to, and did, I actually completed this. I ran for 100 straight days. I went for a run on 100 consecutive days. Now, for me, that was a big thing. Now, you know, there's elite athletes out there look at that and go, why even mention that? It's nothing but to me. Where I was to where I was by the end, it was a huge accomplishment. And the way that I set it up, I think, will explain what I mean about this small steps, great distances. Because what I said was, I'm not going to just keep going and going and then just adding more and adding more and adding more. What I'm going to do is I'm going to set a minimum that I know I can do on day one. And I'm going to have that minimum as my baseline every day. And that minimum was 20 minutes. So I said to myself, for the next 100 days, I'm going to run for a minimum of 20 minutes a day. And when I asked myself, is this action something I can repeat every day? I was fingers, I was like, fingers crossed I can, but I think the answer might be yes. So I'm going to go and say yes. And so because I knew I'd set a time that I could do on day one, not comfortably <laughs> at all at that time, but that I could do, I felt like I could keep that going. And the reason that I went small in terms of 20 minutes rather than, you know, turning it into a really huge thing was because I wanted to get the consistency of running again and again and again more than I wanted to get loads of miles in or be really fast. I wasn't interested in speed. I wasn't interested in, you know, trying to cover a certain distance, just that time. That was what I put on it. And then after that, it was just a case of let's get to work. Let's go. And over the course of 100 days, you start to realize that motivation isn't all it's cracked up to be. Because some days I was ready to get after it. I was like, I can't wait. And other days I was like, oh, this is literally like the last thing on earth I want to do is to go on this run today. But I don't want to break my streak. I'm on day like, I don't know, 46 or whatever. I'm going to go and do it. And so having that minimum allowed me to have the flexibility to chop into how I felt on that day and allow that to reflect the type of run I did. So some runs were literally 20 minutes, bang, I'm done, I'm done. I ain't running another step. <laughs> and then other runs, I felt much better, felt really strong, felt really energized, and go much further, and I'd go for much longer. So it allowed me to have that flexibility in there. And of course, because it was something that I thought was well within my limits at the time when I set it, it gave me that wiggle room to look to the future and say, I can do that again. And I found that majorly helpful. And so I learned from that, that going small for me, and I'm just talking for me, going small on something I want to achieve really helped me out. And the way I looked at it was, you know, if I start out, let's go to like my lifting my kettlebells. If I start out at 16 and I start there knowing that it's well within my limits, it doesn't mean I'm going to stay there forever. Eventually the 16 is going to feel too light and I'm going to naturally go up to the next weight. And then after a period of time, I'm going to do that again and again and again. And that's what happens. As we continually do something, our capacity to do the thing grows naturally. Whereas what we sometimes try and do is force that capacity by thinking, if I go really big straight away, then that means I'm going to get better quickly. And that might work for some things, but for most things, it's more about the consistency and the frequency of doing it again and again and again. Even if it's a small dose, a steady stream of small doses usually it's going to be more impactful than just one massive dose and then nothing afterwards. And so that's where that approach came from was the 100 running day challenge. I managed to complete a challenge and I think I didn't run after that challenge for a long period of time. I was like, I am done with running for a bit. But it was amazing to, to run that and see how it came out. And it came out great for me. Another thing that can work 
is something called habit stacking. And I heard about habit stacking from an author called James Clear in his book, Atomic Habits. Incredible book if you want to go and look at like, you know, pretty current research around habit formation and how it works. And one of the ideas that he shared was something called habit stacking. I don't know if it's his original idea, but I'm giving him the credit because I found it in his book. And I want to share an example of when I used habit stacking in my life so that it might be something that you may think about. And so last summer, um, somebody who sings in the choir with me, a lady named Ruby Wood, big up to Ruby, um, she is a professional singer and she gave me the opportunity to be a backing singer for her um, at a jazz festival, Marsden Jazz Festival. And um, I was like, uh, yes, of course. And I was very excited because this was going to be my first, you know, my first professional gig, my first time singing as a professional. I was very excited about it. But then after all the excitement, then it's, you know, you've got to get to work, right? You've got to be prepared. And I really like being prepared, especially for an opportunity like that. And so obviously there's like a, a concert to do, there's the songs to learn. And so what I did was I linked the practice of learning the songs with something that I was already doing. And that's what habit stacking is. So you almost piggyback a new action off the back of an action that you're already doing. So the action that I was already doing, and I knew I would do pretty much every day, was walking Ziggy. And so I turned my walking Ziggy time into walking Ziggy slash learn the songs for the concert time. So when I would take him for a walk, I'd put my headphones on and the first step was just listen to all the songs. So I'd listen to the songs again and again and again and again and again. That was stage one. Then stage two was, right, now I'm walking with Ziggy still. And now what we're doing is we're going to start trying to pick out what our parts are. All very small, very steady, but frequent most days. Then after that, once I'd had a rehearsal with um, Ruby and another, the other backing singer, we sang together, um, Big Up Tamale. She was amazing as well. She was such a good singer. So once we'd had our rehearsal and I sort of established what my parts were, from then on, on those walks when I was practicing, and it wasn't every day, but it was quite a few days, I would sing my parts. And I knew that I was walking with Ziggy. Now, the beauty of this technique is sometimes we struggle with finding the time for something new, don't we? We struggle to find the time to establish a new habit. We struggle to find the time to practice the new thing we want to do. And so when there's an opportunity to stack a habit onto something that we already do, we don't need to find extra time, which is beautiful. And obviously some habits are going to be more compatible for that than others. For example, driving and listening to audiobooks is something that I've done for a long time. I didn't realize that was habit stacking, but it sort of is. So let's say I was revising for exam. I could just swap out the audiobook and maybe listen to something linked to my exams or whatever. You get the idea of what I'm saying. So habit stacking is another way that you can try and build that consistency. And again, for me, in order to build consistency, I go small steps, great distances. So I do a little bit each day or most days rather than doing one huge dose, then nothing, then another huge dose. That's just my approach. And so that's another idea that you might want to play around with habit stacking. Is there anything I can attach onto or piggyback on something I'm already doing which then makes my life easier because I'm not trying to find extra time to do that thing. And then the last thing about this that I wanted to talk about was frequency. So by frequency, I mean the number of times that we take the particular action. For me, I found that if I do a small dose and I do a small dose often, 
I tend to get more done than if I do a massive dose and then nothing. And one place where I saw this definitely was on my allotment. And you know, I don't need many excuses to talk about the allotment. So I won't try and wax lyrical for the next few hours. But I found that my allotment has been at its best. When I look back at when the allotment's been popping, I'm talking about popping, when you've got the ground is organized and you've got the things in that are growing well and everything's looking fantastic. It has been not necessarily when I've been spending the most hours on there in terms of like, oh, like, you know, like a full weekend and then nothing for a week, two weeks, three weeks. It's been when I've been out there frequently. So I might only go out for half an hour, 20 minutes, but I've been doing it day in and day out. When I do that, when I increase the frequency and don't worry about how long I'm spending in terms of hours, but just a little touch here, a little touch there, that's when I found big results were starting to stack up. And there's also something about going back to something quite soon after putting it down that you can remember what the next steps were. You can remember what you, what, you know, when I go again, here's where I'm going to continue from where I've left off today. And so you start to get that continuity in your, and you get into a flow of it because you're there on a regular basis. And so for me, with the allotment and with other things, frequency, consistency, get doing the thing on a regular basis is a huge component of this idea of creating healthy habits or becoming consistent with an action or behavior that we know is going to be beneficial to us in our lives. And so I hope that this episode has started to get you thinking around this idea that starting small is better than never starting. And actually, sometimes starting small and continuing small is actually long-term more beneficial than starting huge and then stopping because it wasn't sustainable. Because don't forget, that which we determine as small on day one will not be that which we determine as small on day 100 because our capacity to do the thing grows alongside the frequency and the practice and developing the skill. And so what I'm capable of doing on day 100 is going to be much more than what I was capable of doing on day one. So that small actually doesn't stay small. And that's the thing that people miss as well. It's like, oh my God, I can do so much more than I used to be able to do because I've become competent at the thing now. And so when you build in the competency plus the frequency and the consistency, what you're then building is a strong, healthy habit and you will notice that your results will start to accelerate over time. But we've got to be patient. We've got to hang in there and going small with something sustainable that gives us a tangible win. I can see I've made progress there. Keeps us in the game longer to produce results like that. And so I hope listening to this has helped you in your quest, if this is a quest of yours, to establish or to continue to develop habits that are going to be helpful for you or to create a pattern, generate a pattern of consistency. It's definitely served me in the past and will continue to serve me into the future. It's one of the reasons why this podcast exists because I built like a workflow that was sustainable, that fit into my lifestyle and that allowed me to produce episode after episode after episode in a way that works for me. Is it the most fancy way? No. But does it work? Yes. And that's what matters. It's producing results. And so I hope listening to this has given you some ideas, food for thought around that whole topic. If you'd like to reach out to me and ask me any questions, you can do that on www.seanbrowncoaching.com. Sean, S-H-A-U-N, Brown has got an E at the end. And there's a contact us page on there. Drop me a message and I'll be sure to reply. 
If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to share it with somebody, that would be amazing if you could share this episode with your nearest and dearest and your loved ones. Another thing you can do to support the cause if you enjoyed this episode is to subscribe to the podcast so that every time I drop a new episode, you get it instantly. I think you do. I might not. I, might, I hope I'm not lying there. I hope I'm not making stuff up. <laughs> but hopefully you do anyway. I hope so that when you subscribe, when I release new content, once it's on that particular directory, you should get it straight away and you should be able to pick up and listen to it there. So please subscribe and also feel free to leave us a review. If you found that this podcast has been supporting you in your life, it's been helping you, it's been, uh, it's been you know, giving you food for thought. It's just been nice to listen along while you've been doing whatever. It'd be amazing to hear that. And you can do that in the various podcast review platforms or put it somewhere else if you want to put it on social media put it there i will see it if we're linked and it'd be amazing to see somebody did that last week nikki tomlinson big up to nikki thank you so much for the kind words you had about my episode around um what was it (laughs) oh yeah a healthy approach to health it was really nice to see that that the content that i'm putting out there is having that positive impact on people. So if you'd like to share that with me as well, that would be amazing. If you've listened this far, big up to you. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate you listening. I hope you've got a lot from it. And I look forward to having you back with me on the next episode. Be blessed, be you, and I'll see you on the next episode.